In today's Nakusa Access podcast, hosted by Melina Kang, Ruben Freeberg, and Quincy DeCora, we are here bringing you our very first podcast. On today's podcast, we are going to be covering changes the students and staff body have been seeing around the school, all of which include lunch changes, time changes, and the variety of different new clubs that are offered this year. With this being said, we're going to start with talking to Mr. Johnson about time changes. As you might have noticed, you've lost out on about five minutes of sleep from last year. That's primarily because school now starts at 7.30 rather than 7.35. We here at Nakusa Access wanted to find out what's up with that. So I decided to sit down with some staff and students to find out. The first person I decided to interview was Mr. Johnson to get his opinion and reasoning behind the early start this year. So today we're here with Mr. Johnson talking about the um, <clears throat> new school's time change policy. And um, we're here asking him a couple of questions. And one of the first questions that I want to ask you is, um, why did the time change occur? What are some of the benefits and disadvantages of it? Sure. Well, a big part of uh, the reason for the time change is related to adding minutes onto our day which will help us to build in snow days. Last year, if you remember, we had uh, you know, a situation where we had several snow days, and then we were, as a result, had to add school days on and do different things. And, and each year, the question is asked when that happens, well, why can't we just add some time on to the day and eliminate those extra days? And, and I guess you know, my thinking on it is it's, it feels meaningless if you do it in, like say, February, just add 10 minutes on each day or something like that. But if we start from the beginning of the year doing it, we now have built in those days so that this year now we have four snow days that are built in in different ways to account for, um, or days built in to account for snow days. So we should not have to add days on to the end of the school year. Uh, we also this year have changed the graduation date, moving back to June 2nd for graduation, um, which makes which also brought it into, uh, made it a necessity, I think, in many ways to change that, um, that system so we weren't adding days on. So the biggest reason, and the reason the high school is the only one that added minutes on, we were the ones closest in terms of DPI minutes, who required minutes. Um, so we were the school that had to add minutes on. We can't go on to the end of the day because that would impact the busing with the uh, K-5 um, later schedule. So we had to go on to the beginning of the day. I think, you know, asking about the benefits. Well, the benefit, one big benefit is not having to go through what we went through last year, actually the last couple of years with adding days onto the school year. Um, it also provided us with some time to change what we did for lunch and then also ch with the work with advisory. So those pieces, those five minutes were very um, beneficial for helping with that. But then uh, a disadvantage is, um, you know, if you look at research, Adolescents really should be starting school later in the day as opposed to earlier in the day. However, you also then bump up against athletic practices and daylight as a, a big part, too, that plays in there and kind of creates a, a, bit of a, um, a bit of a conundrum in terms of what do you do. Start later, but then you'd have some athletic practices going into possibly into darkness depending on time of year. So, so I think that's a big disadvantage is... 7:30. People have adjusted, I believe, but um, but you know, and certainly, and for staff as well, with childcare drop-off, uh, those are all all things that 
you know, have been um, disadvantages with just that five minutes earlier. You know, certainly as a parent of young children, I can say for staff members with young children, changing a morning routine is not the easiest thing in the world for anyone. And when you add in young children, it becomes that much, much more difficult. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, um, how does this benefit or um, uh, affect affect the staff? Uh, um, personally, what are your thoughts on the change? Do you... Um, do you think it's a, a positive change or more so a negative change when you're talking um, broader aspect for everyone? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I think um, I think I would say it's both. Uh, I think that there are positive aspects of what we've been able to do. Um, you know, the changes with lunch and moving clubs out of advisory certainly was in part tied into the 7:30. I think that the um, work in advisory is important work and you know and for our juniors the ACT prep is important work um, so I think and I think the elimination of or hopeful elimination we'd have to go quite a few snow days before we'd be adding days on I think that's all positive and I think then like I said before there are the drawbacks um, 730 is an earlier time you know personally I know for our family it certainly has caused a shift in morning routines and and so that's that's a disadvantage and you know in my personal the um, experience I would imagine is very similar to a lot of people's personal experience that five minutes makes a big difference in terms of the morning routine and so um, you know all of those many of those changes I think create drawbacks in the short term you know obviously I think people adjust and eventually it just becomes the the norm for what we're doing but but in the short term at the beginning those drawbacks feel significant <laughs> yeah all right. Well, thank you for sitting down with me, and um, thank you for coming and taking the opportunity to answer a couple questions for yeah, me. Yeah, and thank you for uh, for doing this. I think it's great. All right. Perfect. There we go. Now, did you still want Mr. Whitmore? Hello, my name is Ruben Freeberg, and for my segment, I looked at the new clubs that are formed around Nakusa High School. First, I talked to Mrs. Diaz about the drama club. I also interviewed Mr. Birch on his gaming and role-playing club named Nerds at the Roundtable. Here are those interviews. Uh, your club has formed recently and only met a few times, but could you provide us with an overview of what occurs during your meetings? Yes, we um, start by doing improv games, so we get loosened up and um, start to feel more comfortable on stage and with each other and thinking off the top of our heads. And we've talked about um, starting a fall show. So. Oh, okay. Uh, when does Drama Club meet, and how often? Um, it started meeting on Thursdays, 3.45 to 5, but we starting this week, we are also meeting on Wednesdays, and then we will be meeting more often, probably starting the next week or the following week, because we are going to do re- rehearsals for our show. Oh, okay. Um, how long are the meetings? Just about, and right now only an hour and a half, but we since w- once we start rehearsals, it'll go longer. Where do you meet for drama practice, and who should someone contact if they're interested in drama club? Um, we meet in the auditorium, and they can contact either me, Betsy Diaz, and I have the school mail under Elizabeth Diaz, or Mrs. Bray, or Mr. Seipel. Okay. So if someone was interested in joining, is it too late for someone to join now? Absolutely not. Come on, everybody. It's fun, and... We take all the people that want to be involved. (laughs) 
I've heard word that the Drama Club will be putting on some type of performance. Is this true? Yes. We are going to do uh, a show in November. Um, it should be it should be fun. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give away the the title yet. But if you come to the homecoming parade, we'll be passing out more information too. Okay. Uh, oh, you answered my next question. <laughs> uh, how many performances are you looking to put on this year? We're looking at doing two: one on a Friday night, one on a Saturday night, November okay. 9th and 10th. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. How do you Mrs. Diaz also wanted me to mention that she will need crew members to help move props on and off the stage for the performance, which is on Friday, November 9th and Saturday, November 10th. Admission for adults is $5 and $2 for students. The show will start at 7 p.m. Today, I'm doing an interview with Mr. Birch about his group, Nerds at the Round Table. Okay, the first question is, where did you get the name Nerds of the Roundtable, and what does it stand for? Um, Nerds of the Roundtable actually came last year when we met for our first meeting. Um, we were thinking of names to call ourselves, and that was the one that got voted on, and that works, and that stuck. All right. Your club has formed recently and only met a few times, but could you provide us with an overview of what occurs during your meetings? Uh, mostly for the last, essentially the last two years, we've been focusing on Dungeons and Dragons. Um, but we are not limited to that. If anyone um, ever wants to play other stuff, we've had Magic, we've had Pokemon, other board games. Um, it's really whatever people want to do when they show up. Okay. When does Nerds at the Roundtable meet, and how often? Uh, we meet every other Monday. Um, so essentially twice a month, we do have some months where we might throw in an extra meeting or we switch stuff around, but it's every other Monday and we meet from 3.30 to 5.30. Uh, if you are interested in being in uh, Nerds at the Roundtable, but you don't know how long the meetings are, how long, like approximately? About two hours. Okay. Where does Nerds at the Roundtable meet? Who should someone contact if they're interested in being in Nerds at the Roundtable? Um, we meet in my room, and if you're interested in signing up, shoot me an email, stop by my room. It's room 203. Um, happy to take any members that are just looking for something fun to do. Okay. Is it too late for people to join? Never. Never too late to join. <laughs> are you looking for nerds at the round table to compete in any competitions? You know, I don't know if there are any competitions for us to compete in, but we are looking at possibly um, doing some field trips next year to go to some conventions to where we could actually maybe play Dungeons & Dragons with more people or some other board games as well. And I don't know, competition-wise, probably not, but just to go and kind of do what we do just at a larger scale event. So Nice. What's your favorite part about Nerds of the Roundtable? It's a tough one. I really like just... Being around everyone, um, everyone's more loose than they are in a classroom, so that's always fun. Um, you get to see sides of people that you didn't really, you don't really get to see, kind of thing, and everyone's just kind of more, uh, more open, and it's fun. We have a great time. All right. Do you see yourself making Nerds of the Roundtable a yearly group? Oh, for sure, for sure. It's our second year doing it, and as long as I'm here, we will have a Nerds of the Roundtable club. Nice. Well, thanks for answering all my questions. Not a problem. So this is Quincy DeCorey. Uh Again, um, today I'm going to be speaking for, you know, on behalf of Melina's segment of the interview. She chose to decide um, 
to interview Mr. Johnson and Chef Matt. And first, she decided to talk to Mr. Johnson about having one lunch and also allowing students to have access of the school during that time. Um, the interview with Chef Matt talks about the lunch choices, the portion sizes, also the count of students participating in those choices. In this segment, Melina King interviews Chef Matt and Mr. Johnson talking about having one lunch and also having access to the school during that time. When she talks with Chef Matt, she talks about the lunch choices, the portion sizes of those lunch choices, and the count of students participating in those lunch choices. What are your thoughts on how the lunch is going? Well, I think, you know, overall, um, lunch is going pretty well. We, you know, certainly have had some, uh, you know, some things that we knew were potential issues. Seating would be probably the biggest one. Um, but overall, I think it's been very uh, beneficial having the uh, one lunch for clubs and for um, opening up more opportunities for students at lunch with the open gym, the hallways being open. So overall, pretty well, but certainly there are some things that we need to work through. What do you think having one lunch is more beneficial? I do think that having one lunch is uh, is more beneficial. Um, certainly, the like I said, um, having clubs meet during lunch allowed us to take something out of advisory, which let us uh, put more focus on the, um, I don't want to say important parts of advisory, but certainly the parts of advisory that we wanted to make sure that we maintained a focus on. Uh, in the past, having clubs meet during advisory, there were students who were not in their advisory four or five days out of a week. Um, having one lunch allows us to pull clubs into lunch. Students were a very opposed to the idea of clubs meeting before or after school when I talked to them about where else we could move uh, clubs. So having one lunch allows us to avoid having clubs meet before or after school. Um, you know, certainly I'm sure there are people who don't like having club meetings during lunch, um, but ultimately uh, time is finite, and we had to figure out a way to pull clubs from advisory and try to meet as many um, student wishes as we could. And I think that the one lunch allows us to do that. What are your thoughts about soon using gym and hallways also during this time? Well, I, I personally, I think having the open gym, having gym the gym open, I think is, is fantastic. I think that's a great spot for students to um, be active and have something to do besides, uh, you know, sitting and socializing during lunch if that's not what they're interested in doing. I think having the hallways open during lunch is really, it's nice. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, certainly... Um, we're expecting and trusting students to be responsible with cleaning up after themselves in the hallway, and that has been absolutely not a problem to this point in the school year. Um, and in the past, we had to keep hallways closed because when we had the two lunch shifts, we had one, you know, we always had classes going on. And so trying to keep the noise level down um, was the biggest reason why we had hallways closed before. We're now during lunch, there are no classes going on. Um, obviously, everyone's at lunch. And so so I think that's been a benefit, having the hallways open. Um, and then also, you know, again, having the gym has certainly been beneficial. 
Thank you for asking these questions, Mr. Johnson. Oh, you are welcome, and thank you for the work you're doing with uh, with your class and with these um, reports. Chairman, mm-hmm. I have some questions for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think students are doing all of the lunch choices? Um, so far this year with our new lunch program, I think on a majority rule, the students are enjoying the more lunch choices. With that being said, there are more choices now with um, the main choice, especially at the high school where we have between five to seven per day, and that may be going up. Middle school, we do between four to six per day, and the elementary has at least two. So that has been more of a positive issue where the students have more main choices to pick from. Have you been told students do not think they are getting enough food to eat? That hasn't really come up a lot about the issue with how much food to eat. Um, This school at the high school is the one where you do get that probably more than anywhere, but that has been in the past too, the same issue. Uh, With being in high school students, there's more wide variety of students that uh, would like more food, Um, and that's just with the government guidelines and with the budgets. It's kind of set up where it is, unfortunately, cookie-cutted across the board where it's the same amount of food no matter how old you are, what size you are, if you're an athlete, if you're not an athlete. Um, one positive thing coming with that, at the high school, we will eventually be putting in an a la carte section. So there will be more items that can be purchased coming forward, too. Will they ever get bigger portions? Bigger size portions? No, that's, cause that's a regulated item. That's not us personally here at Nakusa doing it or any other school. That's actually regulated by the federal and state government by portion size because you have to have so many calories range, only so much sodium, so many um, fat, all that stuff is all regulated. So to make that all fit, it has to be a certain size portion. And then a big thing, too, is they had to have like a two-ounce grain equivalent, a two-ounce meat. Can't be under it, can't be over it. Has the lunch total gone down, same thing, or increased? If you're actually just looking for total counts up or down, the actual number is about the same, but if you do percentage-wise, it's probably up a little bit because I don't know if anybody else has noticed, but in our school district, the total enrollment is down. So actually, the same amount of students per number is about the same, but percentages, it is up a little bit. Thank you. I'll these questions. Thank you.